0: Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Leving, and I love seeing business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs have massive success in their businesses. Are you ready to reach a higher level in your business? Are you looking to rise to the top and break through the barriers that are holding you back? If this is you, Join us on the Mind for Success podcast as I interview other business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs who share their success stories with you. We're going to talk about tapping into your highest potential to easily achieve your highest goals. Before we begin... Remember to subscribe and hit the notification button right now so you will be notified of every new episode. Take a deep breath and listen up. You're about to embark on a successful journey to help you break through to those higher levels of success. Now, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm Kimberly Loving, and today I am really excited to introduce my guest, um, Eunicea Perret. Eunicea is the CEO and the founder of Empowered um, Financial Planning. Uh, she has been in business for over 15 years. She's most definitely a, an expert at what she does. She works with a lot of entrepreneurs, and I wanted to bring her on here because she really had a different way of, of doing things, and we just connected right away. So I welcome to the show. Such a pleasure to be here with you, Kim. Thank you so much. So, I would love to hear how you got started in your business and, and, and kind of hear that backstory from you.
1: Well, the backstory is a very uh, unique one in that I've always been in the world of finance, uh, finance more of as a practitioner, if you can think of finance as a function. And for years and years, uh, well over a decade, I uh, greased my elbows on uh, on a lot of uh Desks, if you will, and conference rooms and conference desks, practicing strategy consulting, the strategy consulting my focus there was always on finance as a function as well as finance uh, institutions so think of banks so think of the finance function in a bank meaning money comes in money goes out closing the books that sort of stuff. The beautiful thing that happened a few years ago, which at that point in time, we didn't see it as such a beauty, was that we were faced with some challenges and some big decisions that we needed to make on our own financial, uh, in our own financial house. And what we realized at that point in time was that it's not sufficient for someone to be a financial expert (laughs) In corporate America, or to uh, hold a finance degree, or even to work with financial advisors or financial planners, it goes so much further beyond those different things that people do and they take for granted when it comes to how are we going to build financial independence. So much so that when we looked at our own financial situation, we realized that the support we would have needed and the guidance that could have really helped us be so much further ahead than where we were were just not prevalent. We're not. We're not available, we're not being discussed uh, in corporate America or frankly, even with our financial experts along the years. And so because of my expertise in financial consulting and strategy consulting, I started asking a lot of the questions that, frankly, we should all be asking ourselves. What Mm -hmm. are we leading to chance? What is happening? What are our blind spots? What were our blind spots? And how much further ahead could we have been? But more importantly, what are the things that we need to change in order to catch up and get to where we want to get to long term? And Mm -hmm. so it really started with not just my experience um, in asking those tough questions, but more importantly, my expertise in finance and my drive to say, how do we figure this thing? How do we identify what those loopholes and those blind spots are so that we can stop financial leakage once and for all?
0: I love that. I love that. So so tell us a little bit about who you work with, who you serve and, and what that looks like.
1: Absolutely. So uh, when I first started uh, working with individuals I, my philosophy was that everybody, including the individuals that perhaps don't earn as much, should be doing things differently with their money. But what we found is that, unfortunately, mindset, and I know you're a huge proponent of mindset, mm-hmm. um, the mindset plays really big games and tricks on us. And so yeah. over the years, we've identify who are the people that not just, we enjoy working with everyone. I enjoy seeing the benefits of the value that we deliver to clients, but without that mindset being there on the side of the client, we cannot bang our our heads against the wall and expect different results. And so we've really zeroed in on who is our target client. And what we found is that it's that individual or family that is in, in the kind of Couple 000, six hundred thousand, sorry, six figure. Um, so generally above the two hundred thousand dollar in income threshold. Sometimes clients below that may qualify, and and we would definitely have those conversations to see if we can be of help to them. But where our sweet spot also is, is the successful business owners. So, the executives or the leaders in corporate America that are W 2s that could so benefit from huge tax savings, huge optimization when it comes to their overall way of growing wealth, but also those business owners that have already found success and they just cannot seem to bring their tax exposure below a certain threshold. Um, Their financial team has taken them so far, but They feel like they're stagnating. Those are the people that we deliver a ton of value to in working together day in and day out.
0: I love that. And you brought up something, triggers my next question because we talked about this um, when we first met, is the difference between tax strategy versus tax filing. And I know a lot of us business owners, we have that on our mind because that's just around the corner. So can you, can you uh, enlighten us a little bit on
1: that? 100%. As a matter of fact, I will use a very recent case study. It literally just happened with a, a client that we started working with um, literally about a month and a half ago. And she's a very unique um, client for us because she came in as a referral, interestingly enough, from uh, one of the podcast hosts that I appeared mm-hmm. on. I appeared on her show months and months ago. And when this client came to us, she said, Eunice, I've listened to the podcast And I just don't know. My income isn't where you typically take clients in at, but here's what I've done with my money. Uh, Basically, she was right around $170,000 in income. She's single, um, has multiple multiple, um, uh, IRA and 401k accounts. She's invested in real estate. And I said, well, let's talk a little bit about your strategy before you self-select yourself out. Because it was very clear that her mindset was exactly where the 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 success mindset that i've seen in successful clients clients that have seen that that ultimate success and so long story short we started working together and it's just it feels like every meeting that we have last meeting that we had a couple of weeks ago she said anicia why isn't that my financial team hasn't told me about any of the stuff that you've shared with me and are even just first and second meetings alone and today on the call today she said Unicia, when it comes to tax strategies, because again, it's the end of the year, and we started talking yeah. a little bit about that. She said, "Why is it that this business that I used to have years back, my CPA never had these discussions with me about the same things that you just told me? Here are the things that we need to focus on. Right? We've got the intent to to profit. We need to make sure that we we keep track of these expenses. These are the other types of things that we should be thinking of in terms of." Credits and different things like that. She said, "Everything you're just telling me, my CPA should have brought to my attention. It could have saved me tens of thousands of dollars." Wow, and and that's the difference. That's a big difference between tax, just tax filing and tax planning. Tax planning in, in, entails a a um, this this desire and the specific focus on making sure that we identify the things that the clients should be thinking of that maybe they're not thinking of because nobody's talked to them about. The job of tax filing and the CPAs that just filed taxes, their focus is not to optimize what could have, should have been done because they're already in the next year. At that point in time, nothing more can be done for the year prior. And so that tax strategy really happens along the way in the year for which we're going to then be filing taxes in the following year.
0: I see. So, so that made me just think of another question, um, with, uh, tax, uh, with accountants. So are there certain types of accountants that you recommend or do you work well, but I'm, I'm just curious, um, are there, are there accountants out there that do some planning or that work alongside people like you that, that have planning in mind?
1: yes absolutely as a matter of fact we only so we work with a with a broad team of very strategic partners that are, have been hand selected we're constantly on the lookout for What are other CPAs, other bookkeepers, other individuals? We have an amazing, for example, an amazing, amazing uh, team that all they do is bookkeeping. And their whole thing is we want to stay in our lane because we know it so well that we shouldn't be dealing with taxes. We shouldn't be dealing with things that are not sitting close to the vest, where unfortunately a lot of other teams are wanting Let's get all of this business that we can get. And they're, they end up focusing on things that maybe are not really in their unique uh, sweet spot. And so we're constantly vetting um, strategic partners that we can then recommend to our clients. They don't have to use those individuals or those companies. But historically, when clients come to us, what we find is that their CPAs have primarily been focused on the tax filing, not a tax planning. And so they then have the option to say, okay, I really like this person, or I don't like this person, or, you know, maybe we'll use a combination. And because of that, those new strategies that they get to implement, in most cases, will save them thousands and thousands of dollars, just even year one.
0: Yeah, yeah I bet. I bet. And I think a lot of business owners probably get, and this goes into the mindset too, with, with uh, well, I just need to get my taxes done. Like what accountant can I use? And without right. thinking all of those things through.
1: Absolutely. And, and one of the other things that a lot of uh, business owners, when they've you know, come to us and specifically based on the relationships that they've had with existing CPAs, um, oftentimes CPAs, they just it's not that they're malintentioned, it's just that's what they've always done. And so if they're not focused on the creative tax strategies, like I'll give you an example, there are CPA firms that do not actually do taxes, all they do is they primarily focused on the unique tax strategies, which they can help clients implement in collaboration with the broader CPA team that actually files taxes, right? And it could be a totally different firm altogether. And so Oftentimes what happens is clients will come to us and when we talk about specific tax credits and different things, they'll say, well, my CPA told me that I don't qualify for this because, and what we find is that oftentimes that that information may be either outdated or the client truly can actually qualify. And for example, we have a client that has received tax credits to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Where historically he didn't know that that was an option, and there are so many companies that have gone through hardships. For example, with even just a COVID situation, that is, all, it has impacted their businesses in ways that they never thought were going to they were going to face. And because the team of experts actually understood those businesses so well, the clients benefited tremendously.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. That's good. That's good. So jump for so, joy
1: every time we see that.
0: I bet. I bet. And, and just taxes. So, so I want to jump, kind of jump to a different subject a little bit because we talked a little bit and I want you to talk about exit strategy, but, but specifically what a, so let's say I'm a young business owner. Would I be talking about exit strategy yet? Well, it
1: all depends. I mean, how many people have you heard of out there that have built, right? I built 10 businesses or 20 businesses or 30 or whatever it is and successfully sold them. There are a lot of younger business owners and entrepreneurs that will end up building businesses and then they end up selling or divesting of in one form or another. And the big thing when we're talking about exit strategies is that, again, it kind of part of it goes to the planning, the broader planning and the broader Mm -hmm. strategy that oftentimes people leave to chance or they leave to last minute. And because of that, they end up selling the company successfully. But they're selling it at a discount, either because mm. their systems are not up to date or their processes are not in order or their financials are not way they need to be. And so whenever we bring on a client, um, those are some of the things that we do cover at the onset to make sure that they have the right folks and the right strategies in their corner to help them maximize on the business value if the decision is for them to potentially divest of it or have some sort of an exit strategy.
0: Okay, okay. So, so how do you help people with um, exit strategies? Like what, what kind of plans do you put in place? Or what kind of things would they be looking for?
1: So specifically with exit strategies, obviously it's very different for, for every company. Um, Some clients will come to us and they're very close to such an exit. Um, Other companies are thinking about what's going to happen five to 10 to seven, five to seven to 10 years down the road. And so the, the question is really it, it, we have to go back to understand what is it that they're ultimately trying to achieve? Where there are, where are they at presently across some of the things that we talked about and then based on the timeframe that we have, based on the strategies that need to be put together, we then help them um, assess who are the right people that they need to have on the bus to make sure that their expert exit strategy is most optimized. The worst thing that we can see is Companies that will sell, this is a real case, was just discussed at a conference that I was at last week, where um, a company was ready to be sold. They were talking to a um, to a venture capital fund that ultimately came in and purchased them. But because on the financial side, the team that they were using, the way that they were doing the books, the way that they were doing taxes and everything else was not up to par for the level of company that they had grown to. Mm they ended up being discounted by about 15%. So they could have capitalized on an additional 15% if they had just known these things. And so what we do is we make sure that we bring the right individuals to bear for the client to have access to, for them to then be uh, positioned for that ultimate success.
0: I love and that. Really and-
1: to, to maximize that exit strategy. That's the point of building in the first place, Right.
0: Right. Right. And I would think it would be valuable for anybody really, because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, So, so being able to be in that position that Absolutely. you can sell.
1: Absolutely, and and, you know, a lot of people will start out with the idea, I'll give you another perfect example, a client who um, they had a very unique situation, it was a partnership, partner ended up dying, um, natural causes, but it was very unexpected. Um, My client had kind of let the partner, this was before we started working together, run the business, and when the partner passed away, he inherited a bunch of mess. And he got to the point where he said, Eunice, I'm having a really hard time. Like, I really don't enjoy the company. I enjoy what we do for our clients, but I don't enjoy the company. It's a mess. I said, okay, you can have, you can keep thinking, talk about mindset, right? You can keep thinking about what a mess it is, but the reality is, you're, if you're looking, look at the value that you're delivering. He's working with a lot of doctors and, and folks that are very highly paid in the medical industry. So if you look at the difference that you're making in the medical industry, there are doctors that are severely depressed. The doctors that you work with are actually happy. They have a life. They, they, they're, they're joyful about the value that they support that they give their patients. If you just think about it from a little bit of a different angle, mm-hmm. and we, Focus on you hiring some people that can help you in the things that you really don't enjoy doing. If you truly want to sell the company, give yourself the benefit of, of putting the right things in place for the next two to three years. And then, right. instead of selling the company for scraps or just closing your doors, you can actually capitalize and significantly monetize on this company that has value because it delivers value out there in the medical environment,
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: medical industry. And so, long story short, two weeks later, we had a conversation with him and his wife. And he said, Here are the things that I'm doing. And it's just so much fun. And I already have new people on the team. And and so those are the joys, the, the stories that not only bring joy to us and to me personally, but to the clients, because now he has a new fulfillment to live and to wake up to every single day. And then if he chooses to sell the company in the next two to three years, guess what? He's gonna capitalize and cash out really nicely because he found the joy and he, he put that joy back into the company.
0: I love that. I love that. And I'm curious, like how often, cause we've mentioned mindset a couple of times here, how often do you um, encounter that as being a problem or with the, with the clients that you're working with? You know, it,
1: it, it comes up in different shapes and sizes, particularly because, unless the mindset is is there and the clients are in a position where they are willing to think outside of the box and are willing to also accept that we're going to have to do some things that are not going to be as comfortable potentially. Um, they, we've already gone through and eliminated a lot of people that frankly cannot handle that for various reasons. Right. And so they're already, their mindset is already in a much better place, but we'll, we'll come across sorts of things that come up right whether it be fears whether it be well can i do it well what happens if um, i don't know from a capital standpoint i don't know because of this or that and so when those discussions come up we just address them like one of the things that comes up often is when we start working together people realize the amount of money that they've been just frankly wasting Mm -hmm. and leaving on the table year over year over year in multiple areas of their finances. And so they'll have this tendency to say, oh, my God, if I would have known. And what I tell them is, listen, this is not an opportunity for us to go back and and cry over spilled milk. We cannot go back. You can go back. I can't go back on everything I wish I would have done differently. But we need to take what we know and take it as an opportunity to actually change how we look at things in the future. And so it might take a couple of discussions, but this beautiful thing starts happening the moment they start thinking about it from a little bit of a different angle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then they, the next meeting and the next meeting, they'll have these huge ahas that it's like, you know what? If I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't know this now. If I hadn't experienced that, I wouldn't know how to optimize things in the future. And so that's the kind of stuff that we work with clients. And of course, sometimes we'll also bring in expert coaches that just deal with mindset because. I can provide guidance, but I'm not a mindset coach. And so that's why I'm so passionate. I love what you do and just your approach overall, because it's fun and people should have fun with money and with life. Otherwise, why are we on this earth? Right,
0: <laughs> right, right, right. And money, money just in, in specifically just seems to, um, it's one of those topics that mindset wise, um, it does, it reveals the fears and the anxiety and so many things. A lot of times,
1: so, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. yeah. And, and it's paralyzing for most people. And what I tell them is, we need to leave the paralysis behind. I've I've I know how that feels, and everything that we do with our clients is really based in a lot of the pains that we've gone through as a family, right. as individuals, as business owners, but also as as executives, as executive in corporate America, as well as all of the lessons learned that, that we've taken from clients, hundreds and hundreds of clients that we've worked through with throughout the years to say, listen, there, there are better ways to think about this here's what and we work with we I speak with examples if you can't tell already and <laughs> yes. I just love that because they're like oh my god I resonate I'm like are you sure it's a different client and it's not me I'm like yes it's a different client
0: I can guarantee you <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing so it's totally fine I love it
1: <laughs> it just it's so empowering to them to know that they're not alone and they're not their situation is unique to them of course but it should not be the end all to be all because right. others have overcome it and they can too
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what tip, what advice um, would you have to our listeners um, that would help them?
1: One of the biggest advices that I have for for folks is when those questions come up. which they will you already if if for folks that are listening to this you already know the questions that have come up or the concerns that have come up since we're talking about money specifically about your accounts your retirement plans your cash flow whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life when those questions come up do not dismiss them because if you dismiss them i guarantee you another question will come up but that old question is going to come up rearing its ugly head even worse because what you've done now is you're you're compounding all of these questions that go unanswered and a lot of times people feel vulnerable to ask the questions if you feel vulnerable you can reach out to Kim and and she can put you in touch we'd be happy to talk it's important to make sure that you find someone that you trust whether it's us or it's somebody else that you already work with if you don't trust them Find somebody that you trust. Have those conversations. Let them be conversations, so that you can put the questions that you have behind. Because what you ha- what happens when you do that? A world of opportunities and worlds of opportunity will, opportunities will open up to you simply because you've put those doubts, you've put those questions behind you, and you can then move on to bigger and and greener pastures. And what you're gonna see is that the questions that you had, chances are, everybody else around you, or many people around you, have the same question. But if everybody is in the same bucket, we're not going to ask it. We just keep perpetuating the same problem versus saying, you know what? I'll be vulnerable. I'll find my vulnerable spot. I'll overcome it. Let me get on with it and get on to to the next level. That's very powerful.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So I know you have um, a resource for our listeners as well, we're going to have we're going to have all this in the show notes on how to connect with Eunicea and um, her socials. And then there was a a resource that you had um, about pitfalls. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about it? And then I'll be I'll have the the link.
1: Absolutely. So that pitfalls, uh, feel free to follow the link. It's going to be empoweredfinancialplanner.com forward slash pitfalls. And in that, it's it's the five biggest pitfalls that we've come across. they really, many of them are focused around, I hate to call it mindset because it's going to seem like we're beating a dead drum, but it's around the way that we think about money, the way that we think about the perceptions mm-hmm. that we have about how we should or could or, or what are the things that we should be doing, who are the people that we're listening to, what are the things that we're allowing our ears to, to take in. And so- if you, I can almost guarantee you that when you when you read those pitfalls, there's going to be something where you go, ah, I wish I would have thought about this differently. Again, it's not for you to say, I'm going to put myself in the corner of shame, but rather how can we get past those? Because that's what the successful people do. That's what the uber wealthy do. They go, they constantly look at, okay, what do we need to overcome to get to the next level? And those pitfalls have helped a lot of people think differently about their money, the relationship with money, and just ultimate financial empowerment, whatever that looks like for you. I love
0: it. I love it. So I want to encourage our listeners to go download um, this pitfall resource that she has. And um, Unisia, this has been so wonderful to have you on today. Uh, I just, you love your your demeanor. You're very, very easy to talk to. So I know why your clients love you. Um, And uh, I just want to thank you for being on.
1: Thank you so much, Kim. The feeling is mutual. And if I can ever be of value, I'm here for you and your listeners.
0: Thank you for being a part of the Mind for Success podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to go check out a free training that I have at 4hourresults.live. It's a training that I have on how you can increase your sales, move yourself or your team into massive action and break through the plateau of your growth. And again, that free training can be found at 4hourresults.live. I hope you found massive value in listening today. Please always leave your comments, feedback or questions. We check them all and I want you to go achieve massive success and make sure you join us again next week.